Welcome to Key 3 Educators, helping you excel as a Christian school leader, educator, or homeschooler as you outfit students to learn themselves, love God, and live connected. Here's your host, Stephanie Smith. Welcome back to Key 3 Educators. I am delighted today to continue with part two of my interview with Ruth Hovsepian. In today's topic, we are going to be delving into the issues that no parent or educator can afford to ignore, especially at their children's own peril. If you have younger children about, you may want to listen to this episode first to decide if it is appropriate for them. We are going to be talking about sexuality and the absolute necessity for parents to be proactive in how they address this with their children, and particularly in the areas of pornography exposure, as well as other related issues. Ruth is not just going to tell us about the problems, but today she is also going to share with us seven specific steps that parents can take and also other leaders as is appropriate. Not all of these would be appropriate for leaders or educators to take with children other than their own. But even out of these, there are themes that each Uh, leader and educator can glean. And so she's going to share seven different steps that parents can take to help protect and then also prepare their children for what they will someday encounter in one form or fashion or another. So with that, we're going to jump in. We're going to listen to part two of my interview with Ruth Hofsepian. I know you also have some information and some steps that parents can take because we don't want to just leave people thinking, great, <laughs> okay, okay, now <laughs> what? Thanks for all of, you know, the, the, the information. Now yeah. what do we do with that? So what are some, some ways that parents yeah. um, and also educators can, can respond to this? What do they do with this knowledge and information? You know, that I, I want to give seven points to help you know, the parents and education uh, leaders and church leaders. And, you know, this is not to say that we are not doing it. It is just to confirm that we need to take these steps. And it's not one step. We sometimes need to pile the steps on top of each other to protect our children. And, you know, whoever said having children was easy? (laughs) You know, it takes work. It takes a village to raise our children. So having said that, The very first point I want to say is, do not be gullible and innocent and believe that internet filtering is enough. It isn't. That is just, you know, giving you false sense of security when you believe that we've dealt with the porn issue by simply surrounding our kids with a giant bubble. Because porn is everywhere. And we, you know, we've, we've, talked about that. And even the best kids with good friends may run into it. Those are temptations that are out there. You know, I, um, I had spoken uh, with a therapist, uh, Dr. Ruth Hahn, actually, and she said that she did not allow her children on sleepaways when they were young. And I had the same situation where I had to make that decision after a while for, for my kids because certain things happened. 
they weren't irreversible things, but things happen and I had to be careful with it as well. But that may be something that you need to consider better that we prepare them for the inevitable, that they will be exposed to porn and teach them strategies to deal with it. And the next point will we'll touch on that. So first of all, it's good to have the filters in place at the home. There's some great ones online. Um, I believe CovenantEyes.com has their own app that you can download and use. Uh, but don't think that that's the, that's the only thing you should be doing. As parents and leaders, we need to be proactive instead of reactive. So while many parents are afraid of telling their kids too much too soon, or talking about the birds and the bees, many parents realize that they've waited too long when they suddenly realize that their children have been exposed to pornography. So I, I highly recommend that you let the Holy Spirit guide you as parents and leaders in terms of what, how much, and when to share with each child. I have three adult children and each one I spoke to at a different stage in their lives. That's when you are building those great relationships with your children, when you are cognizant of what is happening. And really, um, if I had to go back, I've, I've said this to my children all the time. If I had to go back, I would homeschool my children because of the things that they had to be exposed to. Therefore, I had to have this conversation with them at a very early age with them and then threaten them not to tell their their friends because I didn't want the parents turning on me but all to say you know as believers as parents we need to let the holy spirit guide us in what how much and when to share with our children the third point we as parents and leaders must be a trusted reliable source of sexual information for our children. Our children should come to us and not to others or look on the, you know, uh, in uh, the, the websites or internet or their friends or their teachers. We should be the ones that come to us. Our kids have questions about sex. Yes, some start earlier, some start later. We, they all mature at different. You're the parent, be aware of your child, but we need to establish ourselves as the place where our children can come to get answers to those questions. If, you know, I know that some of us have had difficult childhoods and had sex is, was a taboo subject in our homes, and or we may have had sexual trauma in our past. But we should change that in this generation and make this a subject in our homes that is healthy and encourages our teenagers to, to explore healthy sexual behaviors instead of the opposite. We don't want them to develop unhealthy ones, you know, like uh, promiscuity, pornography, and now gender identity. Mm -hmm you know, we should be the go-to for, for that. So talking about, you know, sex to your children, 
will give you the opportunity to teach them the truth about sex. It's easier to instill this in our children rather than trying to pull it out. It's like the weeds, right? Better to take care of the weeds before they're out than having to spend a whole Saturday pulling out the weeds. Unfortunately, with children, it's more than an afternoon once they are exposed to the smut, to the sexuality out there. We need to control it. So it will allow our children to develop healthy attitudes about their own sexuality. Yes, some of us have had unhealthy attitudes. Again, let us break that generational curse and and teach our children the right and wrong so that when they hear something from their friends on the playground or from the babysitter, it doesn't necessarily traumatize them or they don't feel that that is the right way of doing things. They will know what their parents have told them or their grandparents. And um, it will give them the opportunity to establish the values and morals that you as a believing parent have. And then point four, remind kids that an interest in sexuality is normal. I had that conversation with my children and with the teens. I have a couple of bonus children that grew up in in my family. And I always, always have said, sex is beautiful. It's awesome. And I understand some parents struggle with that. I didn't. So I was I I was blessed in that way to be able to do it. But I I guarantee you, when you say it the first time, it will be difficult. The second time, it will get easier, and then it will it will become part of your vocabulary, because sex is a beautiful thing. God created us as sexual beings. I mean, think about the human body, the lips with all of those nerve endings, our fingers, our our skin with all those nerve. Why did he create us that way? Why did David write, you know, the song of Saul? Why did we, he speak about all that? Because it is beautiful in the right context at the right time. Let's not shame our kids for being curious about sex. So, you know, God created us as sexual beings. Teach your children that healthy sexual desire is normal but that sex is intended to be a wonderful gift of intimacy for a husband and wife to share and show that intimacy to your children. Maybe you were raised in a home where you didn't see that between your parents and it was, it's hard for you to emulate that now, but show it, it may not be a big thing. It may just be holding hands, maybe holding hands when you pray or, or, or giving each other a hug. It, it'll, it'll also increase your own intimacy by being intimate during the day. Set an example to your children. The fifth point is, don't be afraid to share your, your own failures in this area. And parents, this I speak from experience as well. I have failed greatly in the past. But God is a gracious God and has given me the opportunity to correct that. And that's why I am here today. Don't let the shame of your past 
and condemnation of your own mistakes keep you from talking to your kids about porn or even about sexuality that you may have experienced before marriage. Just like any other struggle in your life, our kids are desperate to hear how we as parents have faced these temptations. We set ourselves up for failure as parents. We set ourselves up on a pedestal. And, and then when things happen, we cannot speak to them because we've set ourselves up as, oh, we didn't do that. How can you now suddenly? So when parents, when, when children throw out the statement, you don't understand me. Well, they're right because you have not shared with them. Again, let the Holy Spirit give you discernment of, you know, what, how, and when, and how much to share. So even if we made a poor decision, we can still use these stories to relate to our children, to tell them about the consequences of our choices, and to demonstrate how God's way really is the best way. So again, let me, let me say this statement. Let the Holy Spirit guide you in terms of what, how much, and when to share. Point six, ground your children in biblical truths. Raise them to follow Christ from day one. Don't pick and choose what you're reading out of the scriptures. Don't just use the the children's Bible where it just has highlights of stories. I'm a great proponent of reading the Bible from beginning to end to our children because then they will understand that you are not just talking you know, about nonsensical things. It's in the scripture. So in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6, verses 6 to 9, God asks us to take advantage of every opportunity to influence our children in the ways of God. So read Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 9 for yourselves. And talking to our children about God's view of sex is becoming more and more important in this culture that we live in, in this sex-saturated culture. So not only does God suggest we do this, but research shows that children and teens who can openly discuss sex with their parents wait longer to engage in sexual activities. So we need to do our due diligence to help our children we want to give them such a love for God, right, that they have a passion for his truth, that they will listen when the Holy Spirit tells them to turn their eyes away, to not go to a certain site, or to not watch a specific movie that their friends are wanting to watch. Give your children the tools that they need to be able to stand up to the pressures of our culture. Yeah, and, and on this point, I just really want to jump in and affirm what you said. All of these points have absolutely been spot on. The, the point about grounding our children in the word and not just the typical highlight, you know, um, stories, I think is so incredibly important because one is the Bible tells us that if we hide God's word in our heart, that will help us to not sin against him. 
it also shows when you read the scripture, you see that God is very much in touch with the totality of human nature. I mean, he yeah. doesn't hide yeah. from anything and he doesn't, even for people who were um, his, his called people and people that loved him and people that had a relationship with him. And yet when they still made some horrible decisions and mistakes, he, he doesn't just, oh, I'm, I'm going to edit that out of the story. And so we're just going to have these villains and heroes. It's like, no, people are more complex and complicated than that. And then yeah. we can see the consequences of choices. We see God's redemption. We see the consequences. Yeah. Um, one, of, one of my sons, when he was, um, I think he was in, I don't know if he was in junior high or, 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 or um, high, I think it was before high school. And he was, you know, just, just reading through the Bible. And it was so funny because one day he came in and he said, you know, there are some parts of the Bible that ought to be like rated R. And we didn't even watch yeah. R-rated movies, but he knew, what, you know, kind yeah. of the context of an R-rated right. movie. And it's like, he's right. You know, and he was telling me about the story yeah. that he'd been reading. And it was like, yeah, well, pretty much. But I think it was important yeah. in the sense that, no, I wouldn't read that story to a six-year-old. But he was old enough to read on his own. And it helped him to see that God doesn't hide from anything about our design or about our nature. And, and neither do we need to hide from that. So I think that's an area we yeah. need to, as we model our, our parenting as how God parents us, God doesn't hide from anything in how he, you know, in how he deals with, with yeah. us. So we kind of need to get over ourselves. And I say that with humility, because looking back, and, and this is something that I've talked to my kids about, this was an area I did not do remarkably well. I mean, I would definitely go back and have, and definitely have done some things very differently here. And so that's one of the reasons I, I want to help speak to it, you know, is, is to help other yeah. people to do that. Um, you know, Stephanie, going on with what you are saying, at one time, I mean, I grew up, you know, sort of in that generation as well, where we were told that sex before marriage was wrong, and it was a sin, and it was this and that. That didn't stop anybody from having the sex. We just didn't know how to deal with it or do what was right. And, and then we lived with this guilt instead of taking it to the, to the Lord and asking for forgiveness. And, you know, sin is a sin. We need to teach our children why we are telling them that, you know, uh, sex outside of marriage is damaging. That's a whole other subject, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie. I don't want to get into that right now. But, you know, like the, the, the purity rings and all of that, I think they're really great symbols of, of purity for our children. But it's not mm -hmm. enough. It's not enough because we're talking about remaining pure, but we're not talking about why we are saying purity is good before marriage we need to have that our children are not these innocent kids anymore they need to have more than just you need to stay pure before marriage and whatever and i'm not knocking parents who do this it works with some children but where we need to also equip our children um, to understand it and to treasure the sex and it's not just to be flippantly given out and to understand what purity is by helping them develop their own self-control and convictions. And that's important. Mm -hmm. They have to develop it, not just wear the cloak of conviction and self-control that comes from their parents, 
and finally can, can I just can I say cover, one thing here, Ruth, on yes. this? Because I think you brought up an excellent point there. And it is a matter that in in some way, and it's not a matter that this message is going to be spoken um, overtly, but when that whole emphasis is just don't have sex before marriage and you're fine, it creates the idea that once I'm married, there will be no more sexual struggle. I will Mm. not have any more struggle in any area. And that sets people up for failure, for possible failure. Not a definite, but it sets people up for a possible failure just as much as if you just said, oh, well, you know, yeah. what, whatever. So even though it can be well getting married for sex. Yeah, it, yeah. Even though that can be well intentioned and I'm not saying throw it out. But like you said, it's not enough because it's not addressing the totality of how a person remains Mm. a sexual person throughout their whole life. And then what do I do with that, you know, post-marriage? So, but anyway, go ahead. So your, your next point there. Okay. So yeah, the final point is to cover every conversation that we have with our children with love, grace, forgiveness, and hope. Let your children know that even when they mess up, God wants to forgive them and to give them a fresh start. Communicate this over and over, that there is no situation too hopeless, too dirty, or too far gone that God will not forgive. We need to do that. Give your children this grace, because there are those of us who grow up feeling that we are not good enough that we have gone too far and how will god forgive us you know it it took me into my 50s to realize that yes i may have been too far gone for humans but not for my god not for my father in heaven you know and that he forgave my past and gave me a renewed you know, um, life. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and this is where my passion is to help, you know, those who struggle with it themselves and to those that have to deal with someone or parents who can hopefully prevent their children from, from stepping into that world. Absolutely. And so, and I know that we're going to have some resources that, that you want to recommend available in the show notes. And so tell people where, or is there anything there that you want to just go ahead and share in the audio as well? Well, some of the resources that I would recommend to parents here would be Covenant Eyes. That is a great faith-based resource Focus on the Family has great resources as well. And Pure Desire is a resource that not is, it's not necessarily for children and young people, but for adults. And maybe you or your spouse are struggling with it, or you have an older uh, adult child. So Pure Desire is another one. I have a two that are not they're not faith-based, nor do they say that they are, but they have some great information in there for, for children. One is culture reframed, and the second is protect young minds. And my final words to parents would be, 
know your enemy and protect your children. Uh, be the first to talk about the harms of pornography and getting into early sexual activity. Use your family home evenings to talk to your children and, and bring these to their attention attention and set an example with your own life, your own actions, your own behavior. I think that is one of the biggest uh, examples for our children is how do mom and dad react to certain things. And finally, I would say through all of this, empower your children with knowledge. And as we said earlier, allow the Holy Spirit to give you the discernment to you know speak to your children at the right time in the right way with the right amount of information but you know the final thing would be really empower your children to make those choices for themselves not out of fear but understanding what is right and wrong well those are some great resources and we will have that in the show notes so people can go and and get that information so ruth um can you share with us about you? So you are a speaker as well as an author. So can you share with us and for any parents who are listening who, who may say, you know, we'd love to be able to have you come and speak, or maybe there are for schools who would like to do a parents night and be able to help educate parents. Can you share with us some information? How can people find out about that? Where can they come and find you? All of my information, my contact information and resources are at ruthhoffsepian.com. And it's it's there. Contact me. We, we can uh, customize the program to, to meet your need, whether it's in a church environment, school environment, or parents uh, meeting. Just let me know, and we can most definitely customize those, uh, you know, events. All right. And we will also have a link to your website in the show notes as well. So I want to thank you so much for coming today and sharing with such honesty and courage and transparency. And also, I just love the fact that your focus is on being able to help people to learn from your story. And so your end goal is not just to share your story. Your end goal is to use your story to direct people to Christ and to either bring them back to Christ or to help parents and educators to be able to keep kids and their children from walking down some dangerous and destructive paths to begin with. So thank you so much. I really value and appreciate your coming. And I know this is going to be a tremendous resource for our audience. Thank you, Stephanie. Absolutely. All right, my friend, we are going to wrap up here. And I just encourage you to make sure to hop over and visit Ruth's website. She has a wealth of information. This isn't the only topic that she speaks on. So make sure to check out her other topics and her books, including a pretty new release as of the time of the recording of this podcast anyway, on prayer. You're going to find information there that's going to be encouraging and insightful to you, whether as a reader, a listener to her podcast, or as someone who is looking to book a speaker for your church women's ministry or for a school or a parent's night and, and information um, session or workshop or conference or keynote.
I understand as a parent and as an educator, sometimes we would much rather focus on and deal with some of the lighter aspects of, of child rearing, but there are times that we just have to dive into some of these weightier issues. If you haven't already, visit the website stephaniepresents.com. And if you've been around here for a little while and you're like, wait, what happened to Key 3 Educators? Well, it has migrated to stephaniepresents.com. So all the content that was there on Key 3 Educators is now at stephaniepresents.com, including the homepage for this podcast. While you are there, check out other resources, including speaking engagements and a course on adolescence that I offer as well. And remember this, my friend, you have an impact that is immeasurable, eternal, and irreplaceable.